The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez, Rev. Skip Jennings, and Faith Rivera. Welcome to another episode of Voices of Unity. I am Rev Skip. I'm Rev Jackie. And Faith Rivera is muted. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I'm just testing y'all. Okay, I'll face Rivera. <laughs> I heard it. I heard you in my heart. I heard it in my heart too. I heard I'm it. Sorry. Honest truth is I was on shoprevskip.com <laughs> buying my Voices of Unity tank top. Okay. Yes. Yes. I love you, Faith. I love, I love y'all. Welcome, welcome everyone to another. I call this divine, like the the divine potluck, where you never know what you're going to get, but you know you're going to get something that's beautiful. Um, I love it. And Rev Jackie, first of all, to you, how are you feeling? You were away from us last week. How are you doing? I'm doing much better. And today is a very special day in my family. My firstborn graduates high school, so I, I we are just buzzing here and. Uh, we've got family in from out of town for the first time, seeing my mom in over a year because of the pandemic, you know, coming from the West Coast. And tomorrow we all head with uh, my daughter's five of her closest friends. So we've got six graduates that will be going down to Table Rock Lake and uh, just living our best lake life for the next four days. Yeah. <laughs> that is so powerful. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. How does it feel to have mothered your daughter thus far? There's nothing like it. You know, in some ways, I feel like I have a newborn again because I'm embarking on a new phase of of motherhood. And I, I feel like I know nothing about this phase. What is it like to be the parent of an adult? <laughs> you know, it's like a whole new deal. And, yeah. and then there's a lot of sadness and, you know, weird feelings like that about this perceived loss of childhood and and yet she's my baby girl just in a new form and I you know, I couldn't be prouder of her and and the person she has become. Congratulations. Can you share her name? Can you share her name? Yes. I'm gonna give you for her full name, Josephine. Yeah, Josephine Petiola Lenati. 
Yes. Oh, that's powerful. We're lifting her up. And you know what? I want to add my goddaughter, Amalia um, Pereira Ito, who's in California. And I know these seniors have had a different experience. I don't know that they're getting together. And I just want to tell them, I know it feels like things are lost. And you have your whole life. You you know, I don't think they're not going to miss anything because we're going to celebrate even harder. And we celebrate and honor each of these graduates. Yeah. As you know, to keep that child alive and keep playing and yet honor them in their own path. And you Reverend Jackie, you know, being that mama ego, right. Yeah. And you're not pushing her out of the, (laughs) no, 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 no. But, but you know, she's not actually leaving. (laughs) I know, but you know, just symbolically, right. Symbolically. And and Faith just went straight into teaching. She dropped that spirit. How are you this week, darling? <laughs> <laughs> like, boom, okay, here we go. We're going to teach this out. How are you doing, Ray, Faith? That's the cutest thing. Rev Skip, you are sometimes the mama of our group. You know what I mean? You're like, hello, business first. How are you? Um, how, how am I? I'm alive, man. I'm mm-hmm. on fire. I did the Sing, Dan, Shine Play Shop, you know, last week. And, you know... I got a call for more licensing, actually on the song Queen, which is all sacred feminine. Yes. You know, not a not a TV show, but a you know, just where more people can hear it. And so I just love how universe works. I love our new thought teachings and I feel like I've been really putting it into practice and it's showing up for me. I mean, I'm a believer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a liver. I'm a liver. Drinking that Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, I love the Kool-Aid. So what about you, Rev Skip? You're about to take off on a trip here. Yeah, things have been really, um, things have been good. I'm going to be totally honest and transparent. So you know when you've worked really hard for over a year and you're like two days away or the day before your vacation and everything in you is like going, come on, just get through, just get through, just get through. Totally honest, I have this our we have our after party show on um youtube or actually not youtube on facebook um in our facebook group i have two clients and it took me everything in me not to cancel those two clients (laughs) and i said no i'm going to show up to the end because this is what i've said yes to um but i gotta be honest i'm tired you know you know that you're feeling that you know And just like all of us, I don't think we really had too much of a break during this pandemic. We have been like, I don't know how many Zoom meetings we've all been in together. And I have something that I've claimed, I call it Zoom butt. I have Zoom butt every day. (laughs) Just got to get up. You got to do a hallelujah, hands up, rise up. You got to do a little yoga shakedown. So I'm tired and I'm ready to go on vacation. That's how I'm doing. All right. Rev <laughs> you know, giving you props that you show that you're showing up for your clients. And I know Rev Jackie is fine. Well, in fact, both of you, you have my permission if you guys both have to go off to your lives and I'll hold down a party. Me oh, and, oh. Me and me. That's see, what we see, but you do. say that and now like that's a party I can't miss. But, okay. <laughs> party I'm safe. I'm there. Yo, what okay. we're doing. And this is the end of the month, but I believe it's never, ever in. But our topic has been the divine feminine. And as we're wrapping up just this month and we're moving into diversity and inclusivity next month, the divine feminine has been such an anchoring lesson point for me this month. It has shown up in so many different ways to really recognize the divine to my mother's birthday is tomorrow, 87 years old and blessing her. My Give us grandmother- her name. Give us her name. 
back to Elizabeth Jennings. Hallelujah. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. And my grandmother's been um, visiting me in my dreams. Wow. Yeah. I mean, really a powerful time of the divine feminine. And I've been really connected to Mother Earth. We started off talking about Mother Earth, and yes. she has been so divinely anchored in me throughout this month. How's it showed up for, for you all, ladies, as the representation of divine feminine? How's it showed up for you this month? You know, I've been reflecting a lot because we kind of, you know, started with Earth Day, which was April, but then we went full on Divine Feminine for May. And that also kind of aligns with the Zodiac of Taurus, which is all about right comfort and nurturing and, you know, um, I mean, stubbornness, too, but I'm not talking about that part. <laughs> but the part of the Taurus that, that loves that that home, that sense of home and nurturing. And um, so I've been reflecting on that a lot. And of course, Mother's Day, um, you know, brings it forward also. But there's been such a shift and I think a big um, opening, as we've talked about how, you know, the mask requirements have been lifted. So there's a bigger opening of my spiritual community. We're planning on opening the first of June. So there's been just more of this um, breathing, but also that call to settle deeper into that, to, to not lose the part of self-care that, yeah. that we've gained and that self-nurturing. So even as we open to really um, hold on to that part, you know, mom is like shaking her finger at me. Like, <laughs> Come on now, you know what you've learned, you know, the growing you've been doing, keep with it, keep at it. Love it. I, I love what you're saying because wow, I, I'm, I'm giving myself a pat on the back. Cause I, this month I have, owned that self-care and self-nurturing and Rev Skip, you might've missed it, but I just posted the quote you're saying, be less, do, wait, do more, be, wait, help me. I can't say it, but I'm living it. <laughs> you're too busy living it. <laughs> you're walking that talk. I've been you know, in this space where I'm like, I have to check in first. If it feels good, I'm going to do it. If I'm not, I'm not even going to worry about it. And you all know the beginning part of this or part of this month, I got sick as my daughter got sick. And usually I've been worried, I got to get my event done. I've got it. And, and I ended up saying like, I don't need to do it. I don't need the money. I don't, I just want to do it. And if anybody shows up, I'm going to be there. And so divine feminine has been showing up for me in that way. And not only that, I've been stepping into the self-care, self-love, me first, meaning hire me, right? How I feel, my centeredness. But it's been proving to me the effects and the rewards. They're rich, man. They, yeah. they are rich. So again, I am sold. The Kool-Aid is getting better and better. I love it. Drink, I'm drinking the spiritual kombucha, y'all. <laughs> I, I wanted to check in with you, Reverend Jackie, last week, but you, you know, you were, took a little time out. Yeah. The week before at your church, what's her name, Polly? Yes. Oh Polly. my God, that was so inspiring. The list of things that she has achieved in her life, yes. celebrating her birthday. I just want a big shout out to Sister 95. Polly. 95 years old on May 20th. Yeah. And she is an extraordinary woman, you know, who during a day when women weren't necessarily encouraged to, to um, pursue higher education, she did not only with a bachelor, but with a master degree. And she was an educator, very well um, uh, decorated, if that's what if you can say that about a teacher, but she received a lot of awards um, national and, um, and state awards. And the one I pointed out, Skip, 
which I think is uh, on par for what we're talking about, is the teacher, um, the most involved teacher award. Yes. And I mean, our teachers are very involved people. Yeah. <laughs> so to be yeah. the most involved of a group of involved people, you know, it's quite extraordinary. Yeah. So, so, so powerful. And you also celebrated the life of Reverend Mary. Yeah, Reverend Mary Olmwake. Yes. Oh, and I and what a home going that was. What was the home going for her? It was amazing. It, we felt her there. She had her hands all over that day. And I mean, the roof was just gone and it was pouring down rain, you know, and we had that, yes. that thunder and lightning. And, you know, I had been joking about how we were going to have fireworks, that I'd started a rumor we were going to have fireworks. And, you know, that was it. It was lightning. You know, we got the fireworks. Uh, but it was just what a tremendous woman, speaking of mother and, you know, mother. Um, energy and power. She was an extraordinary expression of the divine feminine and is still at work today, just now from the other side. She is an an amazing example or woman for us to speak about right now, you know, as we come to this last week, because for me, she embodied both. I think that balance of she has such love and such joy, but I never saw her as like soft or weak. She was like, Power, power. I mean, when she walked in the room, everybody noticed, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So she's my role model, for sure. She remains She remains that. Yes. So. And Faith, you were bringing attention this month about another um, female minister, divine feminine minister from um, uh, Unity Maui or Unity? Oh, else? Unity of Kona. Of Kona, yeah, yes. Yeah, Rev Deb Knowles, and I did, she's on my notes, because I have to highlight her teaching one more time, and we've already alluded to that, which is the self-care, the self-nurture, that it shouldn't be our dreams, I mean, it shouldn't be at our expense, the expense of our dreams, when we're answering our call, I believe it's all the same thing, when you're leading with that heart of love, she reminded us on her deathbed, saying like, remember to include you first, probably, right, include you. You know, and she did so many amazing things and you could just feel her longing. She wanted to sing more. She wanted us to do retreats. And so she is also working on the other side, having some great fun with (laughs) Rev. Mary Omwake. But I honor and celebrate her because that hit me hard and deep, you know, to tell me that from one mom to another. And she, I think, was a single mom for some of it. And her daughter now that I'm very close with, I love her. I want to support her. She's a single mom of four. I want to tell her, you can do this cheerleading thing. You can inspire people because, you know, some of them don't have, they don't have cheerleaders. You know, we're so lucky we have each other and those moms, especially, and even dads out there nurturing and having to be that source of love. They got to remember them. One thing I'm noticing in my own life and my observation here, the it's the women that have inspired me most in my life. And especially now as a minister, I look around and I look at my spiritual posse and they are, I would say 80% women that I move towards to, and I get to hang out with and I get to, to play with and I get to be inspired by, mm-hmm. especially in Agape, the, the women at Agape, endless, you know, Reverend Arlene, we have Reverend Cheryl, the Dean, we have uh, Reverend Joanne Coleman, these, my teachers have been women mm-hmm. and I am just so divinely blessed to have this activity of women in my life, including my two tribe members right here, <laughs> my voices, my tribe of voices here. <laughs> Thank you for being that inspiration to me in my life. Yeah. 
You're welcome. It's a joy. It's such a joy. Well, and I want to kind of share. So there's all these women you talk about, Rev Skip. Well, I want to share <laughs> all these women. Does that, that not sound, sound right? right? Sorry, sorry. Sound right. <laughs> there's all these women, right? Rev Skip. <laughs> Are you know the the gays and women are marginalized, mm. and now we're learning. We must celebrate. Yes. We must celebrate the divine feminine. And we must celebrate the women in our lives. Really celebrate. So that's what I'm doing. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. No, it's it's fun. that was funny. Um, but I want to highlight a moment where it caught me off guard because I a group of men and brothers really moved my heart, kind of like the story I shared on the other show with Roger Teal. So my husband is from a school here called St. Louis, okay? All boys school, heavy on the football. They've been champs for so long. Really, you know, that kind of energy, you know? And it's funny, now that we're older, my husband, you know, helps to keep them together. He does reunion events. And um, at one beer bash they had, they were raising money. They all show up and they're all there. There was so much love, as in like, I I even see their texts. I love you, bro. I had to text for Nolan. Tell him, tell him, love you. And like, I'll talk to him. You know, like such um, compassion and tenderness there. Well, at this um, event, this beer bash, the president of the school came. He said to make that was something wrong to make it right. Mm. So they invited Robert Pagan, who was a senior with my husband, his final week of senior school, you know, senior year. He did something. My husband doesn't even know what got kicked out after being there all these years, didn't get to graduate with his brothers. So the president of the school in front of all his brothers gives him his diploma. And he, he admits it was their fault. Like this was just a young boy who made a mistake. All these brothers, crying, singing their, um, their anthem. And so the sacred feminine is not just women because we all know like circle came from the experience of women being catty, to be honest. My co-writer Nitsani said, I want to change the story. And so just to piggyback off of that story, what I do now, one of my practices is when I see another artist, you know, on social media, I don't know if you can relate to this, and I think, wow, they're getting attention, they're getting likes, you know, and the little envious part of faith, I still have those, believe it mm-hmm. or not. I sit and I wait, you know, I, I do all my practice, and then you know what I do on purpose? I put a big praise, like, oh, I love you, sister, you know, from a real place. And I make a point that I honor them. But so there's so much more work to be done in each of us, you know, to have that divine feminine and that love pour through. So anyway, thank you for letting me share all that. (laughs) Beautiful. You know, I I like, so let's dig that a little deeper, if you don't mind. (laughs) Because, because when you're in that process, when you said you sit and you do your prayer work with that, you know, like on the other side, maybe what we know is that when we give that, we are receiving it in that yes. process. So, but I wonder if you can talk about how that feels like really for you when you're in that moment, how, how does what you're feeling inside shift? Yes. Okay. So I've been doing this a while, so it's easier for mm-hmm. me now. To be honest, I don't have to pray. I don't have to sit right. that long. I, it's just an awareness one moment yeah. and be like, um, I, I, what I tell myself is their success is my success. They're yeah. my role model. We're the same. If she can have a million likes, well, maybe I can in my own way. And so that shift for me now, because of the years of softening my heart, really, we're going to talk about this next 
next uh, month, you know, oneness. What does that really mean? Yeah. Her her achievement is my achievement, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, how does it feel? It feels so much better because it catches me now. It's like the um, the princess on the bed with the pee. Yeah. I can feel the pee. I'm like, wait, I don't <laughs> yeah. want the pee. So, <laughs> so I... So I just, I go to love, I don't know. And it's yeah. easier now. I love it. Well, that's you so know? important to, to share all of that because what we, we get like little sound bites, right? That, yeah. oh, someone's processed. Well, now they do their prayer work and now everything works out fine. But like to really hear that we're talking about years of faithful prayer work, years. And now the habit, it, it gets easier. The, the time that passes between realizing the discomfort of the pee, right? Yeah. Um, to, to where you make the shift, it shortens. And like, yeah. that's the kind of hope that uh, I think we need to really speak to explicitly because people who are first, you know, starting on that journey, maybe don't realize uh, and might get frustrated in the process and feel like, oh, I'm never going to make that shift or why am I always like this? And so I love that. Well, Thank you, you for sharing that. Well, you know what? The gift, we're talking about self-love, that mm-hmm. that act I'm doing is selfish yes. because I want to feel better. Yeah, I want to feel love. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Be something I'm not just because I was right. conditioned all this time to think I'm competing. So, yeah. well, and you that's know, the this, nurturing. Oh, go ahead, Skip. No, I was just going to say this journey that we're on in your know, Welcome to Earth School and the process of, of learning is that we wake up, we fall asleep. We wake up, we fall asleep. We wake up, we fall asleep. The work that we do is to stay asleep less, to be woke more. So mm-hmm. you can catch yourself and go, oh, wait a minute, I'm in my ego here. So what do I do? go back to the self-talk, go back to the affirmations, the reminder, the reminder. One person who helped me and um, I love her so much, Iyala Van Zant, And oh, she yeah. says, and she says, mm-hmm. boo, stay in your lane. Your blessings are for you. Her blessings are for her. And she says in such a direct way, I go, you're right. Because my blessings are my blessings, but everyone else has their blessings and this idea of the oneness, which I, I love, and, and is that, you know, there's only one of us here. And I said this on all the shows I've been on with you guys. It, we're all spiritual beings and the rest is drag. We're all just in, in, <laughs> in, some, in some drag, but it's only the one. And um, just to go back a little bit, you're talking about the, the masculine. Mm-hmm. The traditional masculine way that I learned was be hard. Be strong. Don't let them see you cry. Back in the day, and I'm a little bit older than I look, I hope, my my stepfather used to, you know, whip us with belts and tell us, I dare you not to cry. Be a man. I dare you not to cry. Be a man. I learned how to be hard. I learned how to be hard and to stiffen up. It was the women that taught me how to soften. Mm-hmm. How to really soften. And when I could soften that hard persona, I began to really understand embracing self-love, self-care, because mm-hmm. that hardness of the divine masculine, you know, sometimes can be a little bit all I ever participated in. But it was the women that showed me how to soften. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, a good question to lean into when we have those feelings of, you know, someone else has something that we want or that we don't have is is to really like ask the heart, what it is, what is it that that would give me? And faith, that's what you spoke to it. It's, it's love, but, but it's an act of self-love. Like how you fix that is by loving yourself, mm-hmm. not by, but not by getting the thing that you see that someone else mm-hmm. has. It's just, it's so much easier than that. You can actually have that self-love yes. just by engaging it. 
Yes. And yeah. that's the amazing thing is this school, St. Louis, which from the outside, it, you know, not, it is, you know, it's men and testosterone and, and, and football. And yet somehow in what they taught these men, because I've seen it in, in many of their classes, more so than my class, we're Sacred Hearts mm-hmm. Academy. And I love my sisters, but I don't know that I've had a moment of love, 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 like how they love, love, love mm-hmm. on each other. So it's just, yeah, sure. it's just so interesting. You know, it's, yeah. Love so is meant for all of us. And my question it. to us all, we I think we talked on this last week, and I've been purposely staying away from watching <laughs> the feed of social media. Um, I post when I need to post, but me staying on the feed, like I know a lot of people stay on that feed and they like everything. And they go, da, 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 da. I'm, I find it very challenging to get drawn into the feed without going into that reactionary place because you know social media is reactionary it's not interaction we put up something we want to react we want people to react like love like love but it's that place where you go okay well they're on the bahamas i want to go to bahamas (laughs) (laughs) i'm learning how to spend a very little bit of time because i know i know rev skip (laughs) Into the she's up in Maui. Look at that girl up in Maui. Just living there. Just living living there. Look at her. (laughs) If I don't catch myself and and really bless you for the work you're doing, I'll get caught up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I thought I had a not a fix, but an idea what I did to for me, what worked for me in my feed is I would only follow the people you know, that lifted my heart. But what you're saying is sometimes they are lifting your heart, but sometimes you're like, you want to be lifted where they are, you know? They're lifting your longing. Yeah, yeah. Your desire, which is taking you out of, it's actually taking you out of the heart space and into really mind. But that's the bridge though, is is to use that instead of to see like, well, what's possible? Well, hell for Rev Skip, probably Maui and New Zealand and wherever the heck, you know, but... Yeah, but it is that bridge, I guess. You have to. Well, I hear the traffic's really bad in Hawaii. It is. It is. It's not just Hawaii. It doesn't have to be Hawaii. There's moments where I can see Rev Jackie on a Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, Unity. I'm going, well, God, I I want my my Unity. But, you know, it's those moments, and I don't even stay there long, and I was just using that as a funny example. But it doesn't have to be in Maui. It could be anywhere to understand that, okay, this is the lesson. Yeah. For some people, it could be health. You yes. know, I mean, someone who's struggling with chronic health issues and they see other people just out doing things and, you know, and, and that's the longing. It's not even about living some grand life. It's like, I just want a normal, quote unquote, normal life, you know, and I think, oh, that's our music. Sorry. We have to take a break. <laughs> We're going to take a break yes. on that. And we're going to be back more with the juicy divine feminine. Explore new thought philosophy and a lot more. Welcome back to Voices of Unity. Welcome back, everyone. We are just having a time, a laugh. I mean, 
you know that belly laugh where it hurts so much because they're laughing so hard? That's how special these friends are to me. Welcome back to Voices of Unity, and we're wrapping up the Divine Feminine. And before we left, we were actually talking about social media. And one of the things you started to share on the break, I said, save it, Faith, I want to hear from you. It's that whole idea of how much do we share? And especially during a time of a pandemic, I was very cautious of about how, because my life was really rocking. We were doing some great things, how much I would share and and um, I would kind of hold back a little bit. So we're kind of talking about that. What are you feeling about that, Faith? I, I'm still in the question, you know, about, like you said, how much, how much of our goodness and our joy do we share? Does that, does that minimize their pain? Do, are people that are not having a good time, does it inspire them to think what's possible or does it just, yeah, make them hate us? I don't know, but I believe all I can do is come from my authenticity, one, and also two, I guess I don't have to share every little thing, which is why I'm glad I have you two. I mean, I could just, I don't know, text you, but you may not like it either. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. You can text me anytime, babe. You You won't be hating me in Maui or Big Island or wherever. Say the truth. Never. (laughs) Hey, Reverend Jack, tell me, what what do you think about us sharing the fullness of ourselves uh, on Facebook with all the great things that are happening? What's your take on that? I, I, um, I also have that feeling in those thoughts from time to time, but what's resonating in my head right now is at Reverend Mary Omwake's um, celebration of life service, the, um, the Reverend Carla McLellan gave the eulogy. And in that she addressed me specifically because I'm the current senior minister at um, Unity Church of Overland Park. And she was talking about Mary and how she didn't dim her light. And she looked right over at me and she said, and don't you Reverend Jackie, dim your light, not for anything or anyone. So I am still under marching orders. (laughs) Like you want to talk about the divine feminine giving you an order and a mandate. And like that, like I sat a little taller in my chair, you know, and I felt, you know, how when mama calls you out on something and, and, and I'm like, oh, oh. And, you know, certainly in ministry, I think in any, um, any profession, any passion, anything that you're doing with your heart completely, um, you run into those opportunities to make a choice, to dim your light, to step back or not. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, the world needs our light. Mm. That's, that's how, that's how people find their way out of the darkness. Mm. Yes. Yes. And well, it makes me think of, cause I've always had this thought. I mean, I almost wrote a song think, yeah, the line was that we lead, we show each other our scars first. It's just yeah. in us. I don't know if that's masculine or feminine. We don't ever lead. All of it. Yeah. We don't lead with, um, you know, I'm really bright and I'm pretty funny, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I do that in, I know I do that in my posts. I'll be completely honest. I will share some of the brokenness and highlight it. I, I mean, and, and it's authentic, not saying that I use it as a ploy, but I don't know it, it. Maybe that's where we are right now that, you know, we're still healing those, those gaps. But if we only talk about the gap, you, you all know, yeah. mind is creative. Yeah. Then we're just going right. to be in the gap. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about all of it. And one of the things <clears throat> I talk about in, in, you know, the little book for big transformation, yes. um, I talk about how important it is for spiritual leaders to be transparent because I believe our transparency brings in connection. It's energetic. And one of the things I know that I was transparent when I first really got to connect with you, Faith, I was transparent when I first got to connect with you, Reverend Jackie, 
and we all have been transparent with each other. And in that way, um, we've been teachers for each other. We have been inspirations for each other. And for you too, if you call me in the middle of the night and saying, I, I got an idea, I need to do this. I'm a blanket. Yes. I'm a blanket. <laughs> yes. For the both of you, because I love being with you. I love your energy. I love the highs and lows that we all we all go through. One of the lows I'm going through right now, I decided, and I, I'm trying not to beat myself up for it because I really stop pump it. myself up. <laughs> I know, right? Stop it. Stop it. I wish I had a stop it button. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stop it. Um, I decided not to buy a house. Okay. And and I was, oh, you know, we talked about the houses so much this year. I was right. like, you know, I feel spirit. I feel the angels are leading me to this house and, and the houses. So the couple of houses I bid on, I was outbid. And I had this opening within me saying, do I really want to pay a half a million to $650,000 for a home and not want to continue to live there for the rest of my life or be in California? And I just had to have that come to mama moment. (laughs) (laughs) Son, do you really want to buy this house in in California at these prices at this time? And I had uh, a real, you're right, mama. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to beat myself up for making a decision because I announced to everyone I'm buying a house, and now the house is <laughs> not buying a house. So I think that's it. That's it. that ego there that um, that I get to release and knowing that you know I decided to my, I changed my mind as my mama yeah. would say. I'm a woman. I can change my mind. That's what <laughs> all the time. So yeah. Well, yeah. I can relate to that in the sense of especially like when we're artists and releasing stuff, well, I'm going to do this. I mean, you know, and then, and then everyone knows you're going to do it. And then in our minds, we think that everybody sees you fail because nobody came or nobody. Right. Right. So it's always the same, same, same lesson. I mean, who are you skip with or without a house? Who am I faith without the CD that people heard or or didn't hear, you know, and it's, and for me, I'm thinking my husband's always like has all these different angles. I mean, Rev Skip, maybe the house you're going to buy, maybe it's someplace you love to visit. That's a little cheaper and you rent it out for now. I mean, there's many incredible ways for this decision to play out for you, you know, but I'm with you because my road to the house I'm in now, you guys know that was this long and winding road, a house I didn't even know that was going to be my, you know, and so trusting, walking, enjoying, you know, finding that love for you. But I'm affirming perfect home for you in that. I mean, you're good with or without that house, period. Yes, you <laughs> Well, it's, you know, we lose sight of the forest for the trees, right? You know, at any point that we want to drop the needle and measure what's happening and who we are in this given moment, we're missing the whole story, you know, so this isn't the end of your story in, in that piece, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and we don't know what, but being authentic and sharing every step of the way, it doesn't always have to, you know, when you stop the needle, it may not be a time to put a bow on it. And that still (laughs) is okay. That doesn't mean that does not equate failure. And that's the part is like what, what you are being is authentic. What you are doing is following guidance. What you are doing every step Mm -hmm. of the way is trusting that, you know, that's why the prayer, this or something better is so fruitful because it allows you to shift and change and grow with your vision as it unfolds, instead of staying locked down to what you first imagined that it would be and what you first stated. But Mm -hmm. as we, as we follow the path, we let it unfold as it will. And that's ah, the hardest thing (laughs) (laughs) because we want A, B, C, D, done. Now, now, you know, it's like, 
that was easy. Like, and it was <laughs> that instantaneous thing. But you know what the great thing about there's a bigger story, not a bigger story, but a bigger lesson. So my you know, in me looking for a house, I was having a little tension with my roommate, and we we were not really bumping heads, we don't argue, but there was this feeling of disconnect. And we had a great talk the last couple of days. We've been talking, really having these deep talks, and we both said, oh, I guess we're going to be here together for a while. And I said, I guess we're going to be here together for a while. Let's do what we can. So we're going to have a housekeeper come in every other week now. We're going to, we bought a new grill that's being delivered today. We are new dryer into the house. So we are going to really begin to cohabitate um, together where there was attention to me. I got to go find my house, which turned into a deeper love for my very best friend, Bill. And um, I, I saw that was the bigger blessing because, you know, I've talked to both of you that we were kind of button heads here and there. Um, and and it was such a way of embracing oneness, yes. embracing you. I'm here for a reason to share love with you. Yeah. And and it was, it, that was easy. When that came down, <laughs> okay, God. I got it. I see, I see, I see this journey that this house brought me to. Yeah. I love how Rev Jackie mentioned about the needle. Cause it made me think Rev skip that. I'm thinking of the vinyl, uh, an album. Yeah, see, yes. so what happens is we get sad cause you only listen to verse one and we forget the payoff in the chorus. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget about the bridge. Don't forget about the bridge. It's still coming. So it's only getting better. Now you got new dryers and grills and you just don't know what is in store, you know? And so I think we're talking about like, do we post the good, the bad? I think when we hyper-focus, when we focus on all that's good, you know, that's all that has to just keep coming back as experiences of those goods, of the, of the good, because that's how we see it, no matter what shows up. So it's, Mm. I don't know amazing <laughs> and, and two it's also another you know because reverend jackie i've been she's my mentor everyone as as i'm approaching this this idea of minister and i'm still looking to be a part of a community in whatever way it shows up and me staying here and bill was saying well you know now you don't have to worry about a huge mortgage you have the financial freedom to continue on your journey as becoming a reverend and in that space of opening that up and i was like he said, yeah, you don't have to because I have a really nice rent here. Thank you, God. So yes. pressure of not having to have it's in this opened up more infinite possibilities to create more things and to become more rev skip. Yes. Blessings. Blessings, y'all. Blessings. Yes, it is. It so is. Good. And it's so focused. <laughs> yeah. it you know, I keep thinking to it. Um, how this plays out, like in relationships, that forest for the trees, like we become so focused on on present failures or successes that we lose the long haul. We lose the big picture of, of direction. Um, so it's, it's one challenge to just know and see the path for yourself. But then another challenge when you're in relationship, whether it's a work relationship, a personal relationship, family relationship, um, to, to keep that vision together. And, um, you know, and then to operate, you know, from a place of consciousness and, and, and bring it back so that you can be fully authentic in the moment with what's present, but also like Faith is saying, calling it good and, and receiving the gift that's here and now and, yes. and being willing to just step that way. Yes. Well, I have to bring up <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite teachers, right? Abraham Hicks. And 
<clears throat> and it closely ties into Dr. Hugh Len and the work of Ho'oponopono, where she was talking to someone who's a light, a worker, uh, not a worker, a therapist, you know, working with couples. And he was saying, well, I can't get her to do this, da-da-da. And Abraham Hicks just kind of calls that person out and says, well, until you can fix your broken thoughts about her and them and what they can do, mm. you're of no use. I mean, that's ah. the real thing right there with any relationship. And yeah. which is, you know, the whole Ponopono story that I learned about Dr. Hugh Len. It, was, yeah. it has always been about healing our own broken thoughts about whatever, about mm -hmm. the house, about our friend, about my husband, about racial inequality. I mean... I don't know if I'm going too far, you guys, but no. do you believe that? And it, it, it's not about that? the other person. It's about you. Perfect. It's about the energy that you're carrying. And when we are in unforgiveness, we're in a place of indentured. We are in debt. And once we are not willing to forgive someone, we indebt ourselves and that person. So that energy is about releasing the debt. Releasing the debt of someone having to do something. I'm taking responsibility to be the healing forgiveness energy for myself. And what I love about what uh, Dr. Lynn says, this travels generations behind us and generations in front of us. Yes. So we're healing a energetic cord through yes. generations and generations on both sides in front of us and behind us. When I got that, you mean I can heal that place of me yes. not loving my father because he was a raging alcoholic or how he dealt with my mother. That's when I really began to do that healing work with my father. He had already passed. Yes. And I had never forgiven my father for how he treated my mother and the alcoholism and everything that we experienced as a family. And I got a chance to go back to heal that energy and to really fall in love with my father again. Mm -hmm. And now he's my ancestor and he yeah. shows up quite, quite frequently oh. in my dreams. He says, I'm with you, son. My dad never said wow. that in the living wow. presence. He shows That's... up and says, I'm with you, son. I've never been without you. And and my wow. old thing was that you never was there for me. And once he once I started this journey of forgiveness, he visited me and said to me, I have never ever not been with you. Mm -hmm. And that was a realization that just broke me. Yeah. Well, you know that part of the forgiveness that is so beautiful and powerful, Rev Skip. What's part of that forgiveness? Next step is really what you're explaining with your dad is that we can then honor and celebrate the full brilliance of that person. It's just not, it's not forgiving just an act. You then begin to see the fullness of who they are. And then you allow yourself to be the fullness of who you are. That's, that's deep. That's everything. <laughs> that's everything. <laughs> it's amazing. It gives me the chills to think uh -huh. about. And, and, you know, that energy, that forgiveness energy, you know, that unconditional love, that releasing the debt to me, that is captured in the divine feminine, right? Mama's unconditional love. Mama's unconditional love, and who can give that kind of love that covers any human experience? Mama, yeah. right? I, I, I did talk to my mother today <laughs> on the phone, and it's because tomorrow's her birthday, and I said, you know, I'm not sending you a card in the mail, Mama. I am going to be the living <laughs> card. Of course, I have cards in my bag and everything for her. I have shop rev t-shirts for her. <laughs> the whole family i'm bringing gifts of t-shirts for the whole family um but you know it was i remember the prayers of my mama and i think i talked about this all week all month long but there <laughs> were times where i was in a very dark space dealing with my own time of addiction and not really wanting to live any longer and my mom would call me up and saying son i've been praying for you 
I know you're going through something. I was going, yes, mom, I'm going through something. And she would know. And she would just start praying. Then, you know, later on, once I, I'm, you know, got started getting clear minded again and back on my path of becoming a minister, my mother was going through some medical issues. And then I would call her and say, Mama, I know something's going on. She says, can you pray for me right now? And it was, I was able to pray for my mother when she had prayed for me for years. And so I've been praying for my mom on the phone. It's just been one of those unexplainable yet, you know, it's a deep experience. Praying with your mama. I've never done that, you know, except for in Catholic church, we're all mumbling. I mean, I love you. (laughs) But, you know, it's just... I've never prayed in that thoughtful way. You know, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mama's prayers. uh, Reverend Jackie, what is your, your prayer for your graduate that she would do or be what in this next Mm -hmm. phase of her life? You know, (laughs) it, it has been our conversations um, for her have been all about trusting her choices that she makes, you know, and, and trusting that, whatever she decides over the next few months are not going to determine the entire trajectory of her life. You know, at that yeah. age, everything yes. feels so heavy and big. And it, and yes. so for her to be able to trust that she is on a path that is a never ending path and that whatever mm-hmm. step she takes is the right and perfect step for her mm-hmm. that will take her to her right and perfect destination, which is mm-hmm. always moving and yes. always shifting. So it's, it's right on par with what we're talking about, you yes. know, is, is to not get into that self-critical mind and that fear mind that would have you question every step of the way, which is, you know, we're in many ways inclined to do that. And Faith, what is your prayers for your little daughter? Because you're on the <laughs> spectrum. What prayers do you have for your little one these days? What are your prayers for her? My prayer for Izzy is that she stays in her joy, that she knows that the world is for her, Mm. that God's got her back. Um, I don't know. That's it. (laughs) That's all I need her to know. (laughs) That's the thing. It's that simple for all of us. Yes. I know. Well, like if we just take these little nuggets and and really yeah. live into them, it it really <sighs> practice though. And so maybe we can talk about that for my kids. I because we don't have a church yet, and and I love and honor the churches here, and I just haven't found the one yet for my kids. And I think, what can I do to instill? We're talking about sacred feminine. How can I let them know that taking a breath, being still, checking in, and then getting that inspiration for the next move? Like how I don't know how to. Do that. I talk about it when I can. I try to role model it. So anyway, I'm open to your suggestions. Have you asked your children if you could have any type of spiritual community? What would you want? How do? How would you want to experience your your spirituality? What would you look for in a church, little one? I mean, oh. it's, seriously, I have really. Um, that that's just a simple way that can kind of download it through me. Just mm-hmm. ask ask them. Where do you want to go to church, little one? Little Izzy, where's your church? Yes. Yes. That's a great idea to ask them what they're looking for, you know, and they might not know yet. Uh, You know, mainly they want to have fun. (laughs) So So we're looking for a fun church. (laughs) Well, you know what, for me, what mama's looking for, I know, you know, I know we have to ask them, but you know, I want to look for a vibrant children's ministry that's going to be 
teaching them principles and application. And I just, it's just, I don't see it yet, but I'm open. So right now it's me, you know, us and some online things that I've done. So when I lived in Hawaii, I remember I used to be a part of um, Hope Chapel and Hope uh-huh. Chapel used to meet on the beach in Oahu. Uh, and I used to drive from Hickam Air Force Base and go down to the beach. It was the most incredible. My mother came to visit me in Hawaii and we brought her to Hope Chapel on the beach. And it was just like, you go to church on the beach, I go to church on the beach. <laughs> It was just that moment. I was baptized in, in, in the ocean there. And I just remember those days of just how important it was for me to be on the beach for church. It was so cool. You're so speaking awesome. to me right now because it means I could literally just bring them into nature. Because that's, I mean, it's in one way, it's all church for them, right? If they can give them that presence. I mean, I want to give them the community, but that's beautiful. You just gave me an idea there. <laughs> Thank you. Right, you, Rev. Jackie. Any so thoughts? Amazing. It's so amazing. You know, I think kids. What I have experienced with my kids is they know. You know, they know when um, a spiritual community is home for them, and they know when they're experiencing God. And I think trusting them. Like I have been really mindful since I started the path of ministry to not force them to go to church, but I do always encourage it. And there are some. Sundays or services that I will say this one I really need you present for, um, you know, and, and yeah. but we have that openness, but I haven't always made them go. It's always I, I want them to feel that choice and that personal sovereignty in it, that they're choosing their own spiritual experiences. And um, and they both happen to be very spiritual people. And they they just came they came out of the womb that way. You know? <laughs> I you know, I'm so blessed for that because they have been my yes. um, teachers. They have been my teachers in that yes. way. Um, and you know, they don't always go, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would love to say, you know, that they, they love going to church. <laughs> I did when I was their age, I was yeah. getting yeah. myself there, you know, yeah. um, and, and they're on their own path, but they, in terms of spirituality, I just couldn't be, you know, happier with how, with, with each of their journeys. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm having a thought. I wonder if you're open to this in the yeah. summer when my kids are off, could Izzy, Possibly come, Kai might be interested to, and really ask you their questions that stump me about God and yeah. energy. And I'm like, um, so I'm gonna. No, 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 no. Here's what we do: we have Josie come on and answer the questions. Oh my lord! Yeah. So we we like like let's we just hear like. You know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring my little dog, Tucker, and she'll <laughs> sit right here with me and she'll still bark out some questions. Yes, I, before we get to get off of this hour here, I just want to invite everyone to please join our Facebook group, Voices of Unity 2021. We always do a after show where we always go a little bit deeper. Last week or the week before, we got into really some spicy talk. I was like... <laughs> Well, that's the after show there. <laughs> Everyone listening to it live, come over to Facebook and to join us um, for this. I'm looking for the kids show. I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. There we got. There's so much wisdom. I think kids these days. They just, they have so much more access to information. Um, you know, they're, they're living in a culture that is not as oppressive as, you know, it has been in, in times past. And I feel like we see that and it's, it's, they're spiritually liberated. And that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Have you, and I know what the answer is, but are you experiencing an expansive space around women in the church and leadership? And I know you are, cause I see it, but 
it does do, do you feel that as women do you feel this expansive space that's happening with women women in leadership in the churches yeah i mean it's incredible unity you know from the beginning has been ordaining women you know the first class of unity ministers was women all women and after that, it was still the you know, majority of women for many, many years. And we're talking, you know, 1920, 1921, <laughs> uh, you know, so like put that in context, yes, um, yes. you know, and I will say it's very interesting to me right now. We're at, for the first time in a very long time. In fact, I haven't been able to identify exactly when this happened before, but the CEO and board chairs of both of the main unity organizations are white men, all four positions. And that is the first time in a very long time. And I think it's so interesting just in light of what's been happening politically. And it's just very interesting to me. And, you know, I don't, I'm not making meaning of it. I'm just noticing. And, um, you know, and many of the larger unity churches have traditionally been run by men. So there's still, there's still something to uh, a glass ceiling type experience. Um, but I don't personally feel limited. I, I just notice and I'm aware because we, we don't operate outside of the world. We operate fully in the world. And, um, and I think it's good for us to just keep our eyes wide open. I'd like to ask if, you know, and you don't have to answer here on air, but you know, of those men, you know, the men are rising and are they men maybe that have their sacred feminine leading it? Like, I, I don't know, this might be a whole other conversation. Like, does it have to be women? I mean, for, we were talking about divine feminine and it can be women. And I just really feel this pull of it's, it's the balancing of those energies and it can come from anyone. Everyone. Absolutely. Yes, I, absolutely. I agree. This has been such a great month for me, <laughs> ladies and, and gents and divine and masculine. Thank you. Thank Don't you. forget to come back next week for more Voices of Unity. I will see you Hello. next time. for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.